Hey you, Nina here. You're officially listening to Trigger Can We Play With Her wherever you get your podcasts. You might be following me on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina, or you could be watching us on YouTube by searching Triggered Can We Play With That. The topic of today's episode, my friends, is going to be for those of us who are struggling with black and white thinking. You might also know it as binary thinking. You might also know it as polarized thinking. Yes, it's this idea that there is this or that. There's nothing in between, right? Or that there is this or that, right? That it's like a power dynamic that again, there's like no space for an in-between and oh my goodness, if you live in a human existence on this here planet earth, there is so much space between those two points. So if you are listening to today's episode, we are both consenting to have a playful experience that's going to help us diversify our ability to play with, drum roll please, binary thinking. It's not going to be everything. It's going to be at least one facet to help us explore and potentially transform a hard conversation into a teachable moment. So have a journal on hand or a good friend to dialogue with what comes up for you in this episode because you know for now I'm curious. Are you ready to play? Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. So we're going to launch right into story time. And I want you to be thinking about that binary mindset that we're trying to challenge here today, right? Binary, of course, means like right and wrong, black or white, two different poles, right? You see where I'm going with this? We want to challenge that and ask ourselves, where is the spectrum? What's the spectrum here? So I've got a story for you. True story. Are you ready? Let's go. Imagine it. I am trying to sell my house. And in the midst of trying to sell my house, I am trying to get through a divorce, figure out how to be a single co-parent, figure out how to deal with my ex, figure out how to sell the house, but also stay in the house and afford the house and also sell the house, right? And deal with all the things that come with this point in my life. Oh, including at the time, so much emotional upheaval. I was struggling with suicidal ideation at the time. Was dealing with so much on my plate. And of course, when we're dealing with so much on our plates and we're feeling overwhelmed, we really want to grasp out for those lifelines, the things that we know will keep us afloat. We want as much stability as possible in a time that is inherently unstable, right? Life being inherently unstable. We've got to know what are the things that keep me afloat at this time, right? What are the things that anchor me and hold me down, right? Or lift me up as the case may be. So as I'm here trying to sell this house, one of those things that I know I can do is go with the realtor to help me sell the home that I have worked with several times before, three times before. In fact, I had bought and sold and bought another home and now was trying to sell that home with the same realtor. 
There was no question in my mind who I was going to be selling this home with because I'd already had a confident and stable experience. However, I also had a family member, right? Now I have several family members in real estate, but there was one in particular, and we're going to call this one Susie Q. Now we're going to be talking about Susie Q in the context of this one story, which means we are not going to be grasping the fullness of who is Susie Q as a human being. That's important. Yes. (laughs) So in this story, Susie Q realtor up and coming, right? Trying to get into the business, which is a very difficult field, right? To try to pop into, especially when you don't have as many connections, right? Knows that I'm selling the house, reaches out to me and asks, you know, Hey, what's going on? Can I help you sell? Do you have someone in mind? What's going on? Right. She's asking for information. And I say, you know, Oh, I'm going with fill in the blank, my realtor. Right. And that's who I've worked with before. It's who I feel comfortable working with. And that's what I really need right now. And Susie Q, of course, thinking of, right, what's in her best interest and probably what she believes is in my best interest, right? Because she's family and she values family, right? And I value family. But Susie Q pushes, you know, pushes on it and is like, well, you know, you know, this is the things that, you know, if you went with me, we could do this and we could do that. And I said, okay, Susie Q, you know, but here's the thing that my realtor is offering me, you know, X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Can you meet these things? Can you let me know? Like, what is it else that you can offer? Can you at least meet these things? Right. I'm trying to work with Susie Q to the best of my ability at that point, which was already tapped out. I was so tapped out. Right. And so Susie Q comes back and instead of telling me, you know, oh, hey, these are the things I can do. What I got back was. Well, if you don't want to work with me, I don't want to work with somebody who doesn't think I can sell their house. And I was taken aback. I was like, I'm sorry, I was like, I was like what now? <laughs> I'm sorry, you reached out to me. I told you who I was working with, and then I told you what I would need in order to move to you. And you just you just cutting me off there. You're telling me you you don't want to explain what it okay, all right. I was taken aback, right? I was like, how do I handle the situation? Because I feel like we've gone from this was a professional conversation to this is now a personal conversation. I'm going to pause the story here because I think this psychoeducation moment, it's really important when you have a conflict with someone else to be able to recognize, are we having a conversation that is about content or are we having a conversation that is about relationship? Here's what I mean by that. Content versus relationship issues in your relationships. Yes, here we go. If this was a content issue, then it would be very simply, Nina is going with this realtor. Oh, here's the things I can offer you, Nina. Oh, I can offer you more than your present realtor. Why don't you go with me? It just makes sense. I would say, oh yeah, that does make sense. The content of this issue does make sense. I'll be going with you, right? Cut, check, done, ding. However, a relational issue is more like this. Nina says she's going with a particular realtor that she's worked with before, who she feels confident with. Susie Q says, well, here's the things I can offer. Why don't you go with me? When Nina says, can you offer as much as my realtor? Susie Q says, why are you even asking me that? Basically, you should be going with me because we're family, right? And there's this family obligation point there. That's the value that's being upheld. That is a relational issue. It's actually not about the content, right? So I hope you understand in this very oversimplified example, the difference between a content issue and a relational issue. So because I am trying to figure out what's happening here and I'm like, okay, I think we've moved from professional to personal. We continue on with the story. 
at that moment, Susie Q pulled away and I said, you know, you know, I just, I was asking for this. If you can't give it, that's fine. But I think, you know, you're making this personal. That was probably a triggering moment for Susie Q. When I called it out and said, I think you've taken this from professional to personal, right? Likely triggered her because then what ended up happening was a slew of comments at which point Susie Q ended with saying, well, Nina, if you don't think I can sell your home, then there must be something wrong with you. If you think I'm two-timing you or looking behind your back or don't have your best interests in mind and you can't choose me, that sounds like something you need to go to therapy for. <gasps> Knife to my chest. It was like a punch in the gut when Susie Q said this to me. If you've never had a mental health issue, this may not land on you the same. If you have, or you know someone who's who has had a mental health concern and issue, you might understand the punch that that packs when somebody brings out your mental health for no reason relative to what is happening in the moment at all, right? It really hurts. What it says is you're actually not seeing me in this moment, okay? It says, I'm not seeing you enough. I'm going to pull out something that I know is going to hurt you. It's not going to bring us together, but it is going to make me feel powerful, right? And this is usually what happens when somebody wants you to shut down. So I exited stage left. I did not respond to the comment at that point in time. And there's so much more that ensued after this, but I actually want to stop the story for our purposes in today's episode right there. One of the psychoeducational pieces that I would also want you to think about in this is to know when to exit, right? If you've called out that it's not a content issue, it's a relational issue, and there's been a rupture here and somebody does not want to make the repair, know when to exit. If you are not familiar with what I mean by rupture and repair, it is what happens in all relationships. At some point, there's going to be a rupture. There's going to be a breakdown. It is up to you and that other individual to decide whether you want there to be a repair or not. Rupture and repair is such a natural part of humanity, but so many people allow the rupture to happen and then they don't do any work for the repair. Now, I myself am really well versed on trying to repair things to the point where I will continue to try to repair something even after the point where someone has made it obvious they do not want that repair. Now, that's my area for growth, but I offer it to you because I want you to be thinking about, am I the person who says, you know what? I'm going to allow a rupture to happen, or I'm going to notice that a rupture has happened, or I'm going to cause a rupture, right? Am I going to see that there has been some kind of rupture? And am I the person who says, I'm also willing to do the work for the repair or am I not? And I will just let the rupture ride. I may even pretend like there hasn't been a rupture in avoiding the ability and the opportunity to connect and repair. <sighs> rupture and repair. It's such a, such a crucial part of a healthy relational dynamic. Yes. So I pause the episode here because we're talking about binary thinking. And I really want you to look at this example in this story as what would happen if you were a binary thinker, right? If you're struggling with that still is, well, Nina, somebody's got to be right and somebody's got to be wrong, right? That's a very powered way of thinking that somebody's got to be right and somebody's got to be wrong. But what if, my friends, what if I told you there was another way? 
What if I told you, you could spectrum think about this and imagine a little bit more than two options? What if I told you, you could empower both parties in the story to realize what's happening here, both Nina and Susie Q in this case, yes? Here's what I mean by that. In this case, you have to imagine what is Nina's truth, right? Nina's truth, at least in the case of the story, is Nina had a house to sell. She wanted to sell it with one particular realtor. She had another realtor try to take the sale, right? Try to take that on. And Nina rejected the offering, okay? Rejected the offering because she already had someone filling that spot. And Susie Q, right, that who made that offering uh, felt rejected, right? Felt rejected, um, felt not accepted, right? Was really rebuffed by Nina's uh, saying that she could not take the offering for Susie Q to be the realtor, okay? That's one way of looking at this. Another way of looking at this is, well, Nina should have, you know, listen to that family obligation. Family comes first. She should have, you know, gone with Susie Q that that's what should have happened, right? That's one way of looking at it. And of course, there's the other of Nina, excuse me, should have gone with who she felt was she was comfortable with. She never should have entertained what was happening with Susie Q, right? Susie Q needs to handle that and be responsible for her own life and stop putting that on Nina. Okay. So we have at least three different opportunities here. There's so many different ways that you could view this story, but I want to challenge you to, instead of seeing it as right and wrong, right? That very powered way of thinking that someone is right and someone is wrong, because depending on where you come from and what you value, you might decide that Nina's right and Susie Q is wrong, or you might decide that Susie Q is right and Nina is wrong. But what if, shocker, my friends, what if I told you that neither of them were necessarily wrong? That if we were just to honor the truths, as I shared in that first example, what we have is Nina's trying to sell a house and wants stability, so she goes with who she feels most comfortable with. Susie Q was trying to move on up in her career. So she was trying to gain a house to sell with someone she felt comfortable with. We actually have two very valuable truths here. The conflict, right? The breakdown, the rupture, many ruptures potentially, right? In this case, right? When Nina said no, when Susie Q kept pushing, For me, the rupture that I want to look at is that very ending statement when Nina says, you know, okay, we're not going to be able to chat about this anymore. I think you've moved it from professional to personal. And Susie Q turns around and says, well, if you think I don't have your best interests at heart, then you need to go see a therapist, right? There's that ouch, right? Had nothing to do with that moment. Those are the moments where I want you to ask yourself, again, content versus relational issues, there's the rupture. What kind of repair needs to happen? Because even in that moment, if I say, oh my gosh, there's so much pain. Why did she say this to me? That was not really about me. It was not about me needing more support and to go to therapy so I could decide to sell my house with her. Susie Q felt like she needed that house and I was not giving her an opportunity to move forward. That's how that probably felt for Susie Q. Nina was saying, I can't bear to think about putting more on my plate. I need to go with who I know is going to handle this now. And that's who I feel safe and comfortable with, right? Instead, again, of trying to say one of them is right, one of them is wrong. What if we acknowledge the spectrum of possibility that both of them are needing something? And this is just a difference 
and what they were valuing at the moment. You still with me here? I hope you are friends because I want you to start thinking about your own binary challenge, your own right and wrong, right? Your own power dynamic. I really want you to just flip the script and play with this. Okay. Take a breath in and think about this. When most recently have you had a challenge between you and someone else where it caused a rupture? If the repair has not been made, take a look at that rupture. And ask yourself, am I trying to pigeonhole myself and that other person or that group of people into right and wrong? And if I am, if I'm saying here's here's the person or people who are right and here's the person or people who are wrong, if I am trying to pigeonhole them in that way, can I take a minute and ask myself, what is the bridge between these two? What is the spectrum of possibility between these two? What are the truths, the different, not worth more or less than truths for each of these parties, for myself and for the other party? You picking up what I'm putting down? I'm going to run that back to you one more time because you know we're nearing the end of the episode. I want to know what your takeaways are when it comes to using this skill. So for those of you who enjoy a bit of that self-exploration, you know, I want to leave you with this tool, with this thought for the upcoming week. I want you to ask yourself, do I struggle with binary thinking? Where am I struggling with this right and wrong? This idea that one of us has to be right and one of us has to be wrong. And where instead can I start asking myself, huh, what if it's not that we're right or wrong? What if it's that we were seeing things from a different angle? And how can I make the repair to acknowledge the difference? How can I make that repair to acknowledge that difference? If that feels like too much for you and you're like, whoa, 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 Nina, hold it back a step. I'm going to tell you, okay, here's the very basic thing that I want to invite you to do. Ask yourself if you've had a recent rupture and ask yourself if you're trying to pigeonhole someone into right and wrong. What if it's just a case of difference? That is what I got for you folks. So there is a bonus episode, just so you know, coming out same time as this episode. It's the Dia Scotus episode. It is going to focus on the recent overturn of Roe v. Wade. If you are really sensitive and find that a triggering topic, maybe don't listen, but also you know that we play with things, right? We don't go for the the jugular in here. I'm asking you to find that in-between spectrum, gray space, that transitional space so that we can come up with new ways of living and respecting each other. Yes, yes. So that's a special, a bonus episode that's coming out. It's like literally less than 10 minutes long. If that's your jam, listen on in. Otherwise, that is what I planned for you today, folks. Thank you so much for exploring your triggers as a human being. And if this has been helpful and you want to support Trigger Can We Play With That, please find someone to share the episode with. That's it, right? We want the dialogue to keep going. If you found this helpful, tell someone why you found it helpful. Send them the link to the YouTube. Send them the link to the podcast. Send them the link to my Instagram, right? At Drama Therapist Nino, whatever it takes for you to share and keep the conversation going. Okay. (laughs) That's what I got for you folks. Otherwise, stay curious. Mm -hmm.